going to put as Elizabeth Shue playing Chris Parker, Adventures in Babysitting? So I went controversial. I went Radong Chong, Cindy from Commando. I'm very impressed. This might be one of my favorite picks that you've ever All made. right. And I like it for two reasons. The first is Radong Chong has this stunning natural beauty yep. and yeah. she's got this incredible like skin tone and hair she's very pretty i sound like a serial killer <laughs> i'm gonna wear, I'm like, wear a her like a suit additionally that she rolls with the punches yep of this ridiculous scenario where she's kidnapped by a green beret to, no. save, to save jenny <laughs> is almost the same thing that elizabeth shoot does who's this 17 year old senior in high school who all of a sudden from the suburbs who all of a sudden is downtown dealing with murder like you name yeah. it she's in it I, this is an outstanding pick welcome to buzz in the tower a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s prepare to be stuffed in our delorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever hey mo we better back up we don't have enough road to get up to 88 roads where well, we're going we don't need roads So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, we are talking about a movie close to my heart today. Adventures in Babysitting. Elizabeth Shue. And if you want to impress <laughs> the woman you love, as I do. You got to take out a million dollar loan? At least. <laughs> I got. I gotta, I need some flash money. Isn't that what Eddie Murphy called it <laughs> in Beverly Hills Cop? If you need cash and you want to get a good mortgage, you want to go to Sonic Loans. You want to talk to Charlie, his team. It's a family company. Him and his wife work hip to hip making sure that you're getting the best percentage on a refi, on a 15-year, on a 30-year, new mortgage, old mortgage, new friends, old friends, even a bear. He's going to make sure that you're getting the best possible mortgage you can. <laughs> Working with the right mortgage broker is so important. Sonic Loans is your one-stop shop. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. You're going to get A-plus treatment all the way through the process and get into the perfect loan. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313 488 4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com or for a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. When you're recasting any movie, there's always the fear that someone's going to sue you because you're touching other people's intellectual property, which is kind of our thing, is constantly touching other people's intellectual property. But we do it with ease, carefree, if you will, (laughs) because we are represented by Bolton Legal Group. If you are needing any type of legal assistance, whether it's real estate law, business law, Bird Law. You hear me say that. But if you need Bird Law, he's your guy. It's not just a, a saying. Reach out to Ian and his team as soon as you can. They're aggressive. They're efficient. They're going to make this process as painless as possible, and they're going to make sure that you get what you deserve in a good way, not in an om- <laughs> ominous way. <laughs> that sounded bad. It did sound ominous. Reach out to Ian, tell him that Buzz in the Tower sent you, and get put on the path to success with Bolton Legal Group right away. Today's episode, Recasting Adventures in Babysitting. It was the summer of 1990. I was 11 years old and about to start middle school. 
Everything around me was changing. My body, my feelings, especially my feelings. I became keenly aware not only that girls existed, but that they were magical. On an otherwise normal Saturday night, my mom rented a movie for us to watch called Adventures in Babysitting. It was that evening that all the changes that I had been going through and feeling all seemed to make sense. On that night, I fell in love with Elizabeth Shue. And while that has nothing to do with today's episode, I felt it was important to let all of you know that my love for her is just as strong today as it was 32 years ago. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Brenda to my Chris, Max Sanders. And with that, nobody leaves this place without singing the blues. Hi. My name is Mo Shapiro. I live in Troy. That's a suburb. They probably figured that out. That's Max Sanders, and we host a podcast. Ain't no doubt. See, me and Max, we're going to recast adventures in babysitting. But I'm scared we won't do it justice, and Elizabeth Shue might be listening. And it's so hard. And it's so hard. Ooh, Max, it's so hard. That was your best. <laughs> that was your best intro of all time. You like that? I was not expecting your feelings, eleven-year-old you. I I had to sit back and reflect because I'm, I'm. Do you th- know the date that I, that happened or no? I don't know the date. I did really think about this, right? So, Back to the Future, Karate Kid. There's all these movies that I saw Elizabeth Shue in. Okay, I was like, it's all shoes. I know it's <laughs> shoes everywhere. It's just I got a shoe fetish. But it was Adventures in Babysitting that did it. My heart erupted and I was ready. I'm like, this is the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life. So that first scene when she... By the way, happy anniversary. Yeah. Today is my, my 12th wedding anniversary with my wife. I want to get that out of the you way know, right Trish now. Trish has some shoe qualities look-wise. A little bit. She's yeah. Kind of, she's, I mean, she's... Girl next door. Yeah, but she's no shoe. I mean, I, I, I if the shoe's on the other foot, you know, I'd have to leave I'm, her. I'm volleyball <laughs> leading you I'm up try- to... Be- my <laughs> wife is... My wife. Yeah. My wife. My wife. <laughs> Trish, I love you. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're the reason I am here today. But you're no Elizabeth Shue. And Jesus I think the sooner that we right. just accept that, <laughs> I'm sorry, there's only one. Wait until I try to recast her today. It's going to be a nightmare. I, I, did you have a good time? Because we're having a good time. Oh, Opa. Give me a second. I need you to calm down. You're all over the place. How hard was it for you to recast you? Oh, it was hard. Max, <laughs> so it's so hard. <laughs> this movie gave me like an anxiety attack. What doesn't give you an anxiety attack? Because well, I thought I was like, oh, yeah, it's a fun kid adventure movie. Maybe like, oh, one of them ate too many donuts. It's like, no, there's like murder and death <laughs> and lot, gunfire. Going on. Max, before we jump into murder, death and gunfire. Gunfire? Yeah. Is that what you said? That's a word. Gunfights or fire, but whatever. As soon as we jump, before we jump into all those, let me just say, welcome to the show. Hi. Today, we are going to recast Adventures in Babysitting. When we do recasting episodes, dating back to our very first one, I get a little bit nervous. People freak out sometimes on the internet, but they've all been fun. They've all been successful. Our recast is taking other 80s actors and actresses from that era. Yeah. And replacing our beloved characters from the movie. Can we do it once where we have to- No, we can't. The worst. Moving on to the next part. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't. I got to talk about the stuff like listen well, to us subscribe. Yeah, I know, I know. But like the funny, like let's do like the worst recastings. Uh, we could do that. Yeah. Like like gun to our head. How could yeah. we kill a movie? Take our favorite movie and yeah, destroy, destroy it. it. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Some 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 people, <laughs> Master Wayne, want just want to watch, to watch it burn. Michael Mike, Michael Kine. <laughs> no Bane. No Bane. <laughs> you can see it in my eyes when you, I'm about to do You Bane. inhale and you get really excited. That's so true. By the way, you see Tom Hardy won a Brazilian jiu-jitsu turn? Yeah. I did. <laughs> he Tom, won it. Tom Hardy knows the darkness, Max. <laughs> he just went in and won. Why not? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's great. Max, if you've never listened to the show before, you're in for a treat today. In addition to that, if you're listening right now on Apple, on Spotify, whatever platform you have, subscribe. Make sure that you're following us. Leave a review. We would love it. Check out our social media content at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Go to our website, buzzinthetower.com. Pick up some officially licensed swag. If you're a Lions fan, consider it a sympathy play because today was another heartbreaking day for me as they lost to the Minnesota Vikings. It was close, though. It was close, though. It was going to be tattooed on my <laughs> arm before I die or on my tombstone or on both. Mm, tombstone in a, Tombstone pizza. pizza. It's, it's a DiGiorno. <laughs> in addition to all that fun stuff, it's been a weird day today. We got a weird day. In addition to all that, if you really want to up your game, if you want to step up to the table, if you want to turn your hat backwards and go over the top, yes, I can tell you how to do it. Lincoln Hawks, that absolutely. I think the people knew, but it's okay that you said that. Join our Patreon at patreon.com/slash Buzz in the Tower for pennies a day. 
you can feed a starving <laughs> podcaster. And Max and I look emaciated. So come on in, become none of that is accurate. None of it is accurate. <laughs> come on in, become a co-pilot. You can be a uh, maverick. You can be an ice man. You can be a goose. We'll you send you pins. Start as little as thirty dollars a year and go up to as much as two point three million a year. That's a lot of year. That's a lot of year. That's a that's a lot of money. Well, if someone gave us fire fight. <laughs> if someone gave us that amount, what would we have to do for them? Anything they want. <laughs> really? Yeah. Anything goes? Anything goes. Okay. Anybody out there, 2.3 million sitting around. Max and I are game for whatever you want. Would you make out with me? No. That's on, a weird question. On video. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, there it I is. I stand corrected. <laughs> there, there's my line. Ain't worth 2.3 to touch those lips. I can tell you that right now. Oh, Max. Making it weird. Making it weird. Uh, that, that, all right. That weirdly hurt my ego. It should hurt your ego. Uh, I, I don't even the, know where to go. Would I be the man? Derailed. Derailed. I'm don't even know I'm where to go. I'm taller, but you're more alpha. Way more alpha. <laughs> yeah. You'd just be we, a tall, sleek woman. <laughs> we'd slap some heels on you. Can we stop? Okay. Can we just stop? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, this is my dream of what the show Fantasy. would be. I know. If you had your way, every day would be three like, hours. Yeah. Big. Like, I want you to put this lipstick on and just sit in the corner. Is she a big fat person. Oh, go good, good, good. You don't know what pain is, lady. Please don't ever imitate Buffalo Bill. Okay, come on. You gonna do it? No, I'm not. Okay. Oh, girl. <laughs> you can't help yourself. I can't. It's sick. Yeah. Or or she she size six. She a great big fat lady. <laughs> oh man. Well, back to the show recasting max <laughs> we're going to do our thing we're going to talk about the movie first then we're going to jump into recasting we didn't do every character we picked the ones that we thought would be fun to recast and we listed them from least important to most important we don't know each other's lists we should technically have backups although i don't so hopefully you never we don't have do. i'm the worst you have always have three or four yeah so if we both have the same one we embrace each other we kiss not in the way that you were recommending earlier french kisses no 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 i mean like the side no, like greeting no please hello oh, do it slowly <laughs> Where, is, where is your head at today? Where is your head at? I've had four hours of sleep, man, and I worked eighteen oh, poor hours. Call it work, slinging drinks for the kids. Yeah, it's not work. It, it I mean, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. <laughs> it's work the same way being an NFL football player is work. All right, Max. Uh, we'll talk about the movie. We'll jump into the recasting, and then we'll embrace and call it a day. Sound like, like a it. plan? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this movie. Adventures in Babysitting was released in 1987. If you've never seen it, stop what you're doing right now and go watch it. It's on Disney Plus right now. Is it? Although okay. it's heavily, heavily censored on Disney Plus. Like some of the best parts, like uh, don't blank with the Lords of Hell, don't blank with the yeah. babysitter. That's gone. The inappropriate slur that's used in reference to Thor is not there. There's oh, a lot, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot of a that. Lot, a lot of yeah. editing. So yeah. try to get the original if you can. It's very 80s in that way. That, very like, it, 80s inappropriate. This yep. movie didn't age well, but it's as a collective, you just go with it. Yeah, you're okay with it. Yeah. A babysitter must battle her way through the big city after being stranded there with the kids that she's looking after simple premise it's a chicago movie it is a chicago i movie. love a good chicago movie possibly the best city of all time for movies <laughs> i mean obviously you forgot about robocop and uh you're thinking detroit Miss, and mate mr mom and uh what about heat and then you got <laughs> the dark knight and you whatever, get whatever. um uh don't leave out detroit that's what's all that saying. vince vaughn cop. there's a ter- every vince vaughn movie is in chicago yeah all right thief i've never seen it you've got seen thief. just calm down okay we got a lot to talk about i know This movie was directed by Christopher Columbus. If you don't know that name, then you must not be a fan of 80s movies because that, my friends, is the guy. He discovered America. He did a lot. You think he got made fun of as a kid? No. (laughs) What? Because you're asking a guy. Did you sail the ocean blue in 1492? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would have done. Why are you taking your socks off? It's hot. You're so weird. It got really sunny. Everything you do is weird. (laughs) Everything you do is weird. That's a good name for a podcast. Everything you do is weird. <laughs> or please stop being weird. That's what I would call it. Oh, that's good. All you had right. a good name for a podcast before. You want to mention that one again? Well, what was it? Uh, two guys in a situation? No, before we were on the air. It was about a certain actor. Oh, no. That's not an appropriate <laughs> name for a podcast at all. Thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that. Max, Columbus wrote Gremlins and the Goonies. That's, I mean, that's a mic drop right Pause there. right there. Yeah. <laughs> he then had his directorial debut doing Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. And then he would go on to do Home Alone. Yep. One and two. Yeah. Directed. Yeah. And Mrs. Doubtfire. And Mrs. Doubtfire. And the first two Harry Potters. And the first two Harry Potters. And Pixels. And Pixels. <laughs> really bad movie. <laughs> really bad movie. But I mean, that's that's pretty prolific. Underrated, by the way, Bicentennial Man. I it's, like that with Robin Williams. It's it like movie. weirdly yeah. profound. Like you come out of it, you're like, what is life? I, isn't that all Robin Williams movies? That even whether they're not great or they are great, they're always moving and you come out of it with something? Not toys. <laughs> 
Oh, I disagree. I love toys. Really? I love toys. Totally okay. disagree. Interesting. Yeah, totally disagree. We'll have to have a toys talk sometime. You're wrong, sir. Wrong. <laughs> All right. Originally, this was a complicated heist film. Seriously? Yeah, there was a lot of Where things that were this? changed. I found facts all yeah. over the place, dude. I'll, I'll give you all the facts in the world. So when this movie was originally... So Christopher Columbus wanted to direct. Yep. So he read 150 scripts. And this is the one he pulled and said, I want to do this one. Interesting. So he had nothing to do with writing. This was written by some other dude whose name is escaping David me. Simpkins. Thank you very much. Who wrote a bunch of mid-level TV, like Lois and Clark, Dark Angel, Roswell. Lois! <laughs> Charmed, Warehouse 13, and... He's also the frat boy uh, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't talk about cameos. I got a whole section of cameos to talk about. Okay. So in this movie, the Paramount originally was going to pick this up, but Paramount insisted that if they were going to do this movie, that Molly Ringwald had to be attached to it. That would have been good. She read the script and was like, "I don't want to do this." So <laughs> why not? So they started looking at other people to play the main role, which was Chris Parker, played by Elizabeth Shue, who played yep. the babysitter. So they had everything from Valerie Bertinelli, Phoebe Cates, and uh, Julie even- Louis Dreyfus, Jodie Foster. Do you want to say that again? Julie Louis Dreyfus. Sure. Jodie Foster. I don't. These two screen tested. So did Cher. I think Cher screen tested too. Cher screen tested. Wouldn't that have been wild? She's like forty. I know. She was in Moonstruck the same year. She's just, forty-two. Just, well, Bette Midler. They had her name on the list for this. <laughs> Bette Midler. Yeah. Why? I don't know. They just did. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> so Columbus brought the Chicago flair to it. Yeah. So that, that wasn't like a really heavy part of the story, oh, but, but he wanted the jazz. Like none of that jazz stuff was in the original script. Yeah, the R&B kind of like 50s vibe. Yeah. It's unexpected, but it works. He wanted it. Yeah. That was him. Other story things that changed, uh, the little the little girl, uh, his little sister. Yeah. I guess we talk about the characters, but we usually go through them. So in this movie, you have Chris Parker. Yep. Chris Parker is Elizabeth Shue, the babysitter. The babysitter has a best friend. The worst best friend of all time. Oh, she's awesome. I love her. You really she love reminds Brenda? me of she reminds me of you. You're you're my Brenda. <laughs> I hope I'm not Brenda. You're Brenda for sure. There was Brenda's before. I don't run away from home. Brenda's played by Penelope Ann Miller, who's like a stunning, beautiful person in real life. Well, when we get into our actual recasting, we can yeah. talk about. She had quite a few amazing yeah. roles. Um, but anyways, so Chris Parker is Elizabeth Shue. She's babysitting. Her best friend is Brenda. She's got a boyfriend. The boyfriend blows her off on their anniversary. On their an- it was their anniversary. Yeah, is that to- implied or do they say that? No, they're supposed to go to the French restaurant. But I think okay, I don't remember them saying that it was an anniversary. But you could be right. But they were f- supposed to go out to a fancy restaurant. It was their anniversary. He blows her off. And her mom says, Chris Parker's mom says, hey, look, the Andersons called. They could use a babysitter tonight. And she's like, I don't want to babysit. But she has a babysitting form. So the the Anderson kids, you got Brad Anderson and Sarah Anderson. Brad's played by Keith Coogan and Sarah's played by Maya Bruton. Again, we'll talk all about their characters down the road. And then Brad's best friend is Daryl, who's played by Anthony Rapp. Yep. Other than that, the entire concept behind this is they're all hanging out. Everything's fine. And Brenda runs away from home and doesn't plan it out really well and makes it to like an like a, a downtown bus <laughs> Chicago bus stop. Yeah. She calls her best friend Chris freaking out. Come pick me up. Chris has got these three kids in a suburb of Chicago that she's babysitting. Chris, you piece this together through the film. Chris is a senior in high school. Daryl's a freshman in high school. But the little girl is really why she's over there to babysit. I don't know how old she is in this movie. Seven or eight. Yeah, probably seven or eight years old. So she scoops up the kids, heads downtown to pick up Brenda. In the station wagon. In the station wagon. They blow a tire out on the freeway and just nonsense ensues. Yeah. So I was trying to think of what this movie I could compare it to because it's in its own like category. So what I think it is, it's half John Hughes and half kind of like lethal weapon running scared kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. Because no other movie that deals with kids gets this grimy, weird, violent and like kind of over the top where you're almost your eyes are bulging the whole time because you're just kind of like how is all this stuff happening it's intense it's edgy she's on the edge of a building it's not it's not disney-ish right? no like there definitely is like a lot of uh adult hijinks that take place during if, the movie. it feels like at any point if one of these hijinks goes wrong a kid like, dies yeah yeah you feel like a kid could die <laughs> that, that i would agree with you which is unique to movies at the time there is a feel that you get in this movie that it was kind of hobbled together and i don't mean that there wasn't a budget but i more mean that they a bunch of vignettes they and they used a lot of friends and family to fill roles and parts you started to talk about this before when they go to the subway and they jump over the railing and the subway clerk says you know who's going to pay for these kids that's deborah hills one of the producers fathers oh cool. so that's one cameo yeah. Shu was an extra at the college party her so brother they, you mean Anthony no Shue. i mean elizabeth Shu. Oh. elizabeth Shu went into wardrobe <laughs> Jesus. changed because yeah. she wanted to dance and they yeah. needed an extra body and yeah. was an extra at one of the college parties and so was her brother 
I didn't know about her brother. Anthony. I knew I knew her parents were at the adult party, like the the mom and dad. They go to this like swanky get together, and at that party, they were extras along with Columbus's parents, along with Elizabeth Shue's dad and uh, Linda, one of the producer I think's moms. Anthony Rapp's brother plays one of the gang members. You'd be able to identify him because he's a redhead, because there aren't a lot of redheaded gang members. By the way, can we? We're not going to talk about the gang and recast them. Is that the most multicultural gangs you've ever seen in a movie? So if you haven't seen the movie, there's a scene when they're on the subway and it's literally, if you didn't know any better, you'd say it was the beginning of Michael Jackson's Beat It. Yeah. Like you just like one. No, bad, bad. Just shame on me. Well, no, Beat It has uh, two gangs too. Bad has. Yeah. What? I was right. Oh, you are. Yeah. Bad has the subway with all the gang people though. That's I don't know. Who knows, man? Bad was directed by Martin Scorsese. Which is the one that's like an East Side Story. West East Side Story. West Side Story. <laughs> East, Side. East Side. Which is the one that's like West Side Story it's with a knife? Okay, right. beat. Yeah. So I was right. Say that again. You're right. Say it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> so, anyways, before I was rudely interrupted, th- they get onto the subway, and Chris Parker is on the subway with Daryl, Sarah, and Brad. And one gang sect comes in at the front of <laughs> of it. The other, the, the other gang, when they show the second half, of it, they all have like red leather on. Yeah. One thing that I, I have to tell you to go back and watch because you'll see this, and it's hilarious. Like they all have like different weapons and like crowbars. One guy has like an Indiana Jones bullwhip and is wearing nylons. <laughs> I, you have to it's in the corner of your eye but that's what we're dealing with that's, that's chicago odd. gangs apparently yeah. i don't know so that part's wild i, I mean why would we even bring that up? oh because we were talking about uh family that's in the scenes and we yeah, started yeah. talking about that do you know that there's a uh, gizmo sighting in this movie on the backpack yeah yeah sarah i do remember that so sarah's got a backpack and gizmo is on it from of course gremlins and what else is of interest that, oh so well, in the original story so again hopefully you've seen this movie so you know what we're talking about sarah the little girl is obsessed with thor yeah like that's her huge thing. She really, loves age, Thor. really aged well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Yeah. So she loves Thor, and originally it wasn't supposed to be Thor. It was supposed to be Dan Rather, really, or the Chicago Bears, and and they changed that. They said let's go Marvel, and before they went Marvel, it was also supposed to be He Man or Shira because at the time that's like the height of He Man and Shira. Yeah. Then they said we're gonna do Marvel, and they were like, well, let's do Spider Man. Then they reached out to Marvel, and Marvel said take Thor, run with him. He you know do whatever you want with him <laughs> because it wasn't that big of a deal. But it's it's funny, especially because today, obviously, Thor's such a, I think Thor's a bigger deal than Spider-Man is today. Ooh, that's close. That's a hot take. Yeah. Anyway, so she's obsessed with them. And do you know that the reason they put uh, Marvel stuff into the movie is because Chris Columbus originally wanted to be a comic book artist for Marvel. Oh, I did not yeah, know that. Oh, that's but cool. he didn't get into it because he felt it was going to be isolating. Well, there you go. Yeah. So in the movie, Brad Anderson is in love with Elizabeth Shue. I, I feel, I am, I'm Brad Anderson. Like, I feel his pain. Yeah. He's 17 in real life when they're shooting this movie, and Elizabeth Shue is 23. So they go out to dinner. This is outside of the movie. They go out to dinner, and the and like Brad's like, you know, this is a date, and Elizabeth Shue like laughs at him. Yeah, and it's the same laugh that she does in the movie. So he he was interviewed, and you could just see like the heartbreak in his eyes. It's just really <laughs> incredible. Also. I think not a lot of people think about this, right? And we're going to talk about the roles that Coogan played in other movies. Mm. But I want to point something out because I think this is an important thing to think about. Okay. What are the two most important babysitting movies ever made? Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And Adventures in Babysitting. He's hit a both. And Coogan's in both. Yeah. Side note, don't Google best babysitter movies ever. <laughs> it is all X-rated. Every single answer you get is X-rated. Or maybe do it if you... Well, apparently babysitting movies. You put those two words together yeah. and it's, it's heavy in the adult film space. I'm trying to think of it. What else is a great babysitting movie? Not a lot. Yeah. I mean, you could technically go with... Does One Fine Day count? Yeah. I mean, you could go with... Uh, you can go with... Not Jodie Foster. You could go with What's-Her-Face. You go with Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween because I think she's babysitting. She's not doing a very good job. <laughs> she's really not. But there's not... I mean, those are the two <laughs> most important babysitting films ever made. Yeah, I think so. Dishes are done, man. <laughs> Don't hate me. I haven't seen Don't Tell Mom the Baby oh, is Dead. Jesus. I'll watch it's this weekend. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. You need to is watch it. Is it like this? Is it like inappropriate? Yes. A little weird? Yes. Okay, cool. It's even darker. Is the babysitter actually dead? Yes. Oh, man. Spoiler alert. Yeah. The title is actually. So accurate. is it Weekend at Bernie's ish? No. Okay. They don't actually prop her up and like bring her <laughs> around. Like it's, yes, that's. They should have. Good question. Yeah. I should have said, I should have said yes, then you would have went to watch it right away. There is a post credit scene in this movie. Have you watched it? No. There is. What is it? Graydon, who's played by Ron Canada. Yeah. Who's 
the kind of the assistant boss, you know, a little bit heavy, Certainly heavy, black guy. heavy set. Yeah. yeah. African-American guy. He, when he's hanging out of the window, he, at the very end, when the credits are all the way there, they cut back to him still hanging out of the window crying. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's dark, I guess. Uh, what else? Max, I'm running out of stuff. You got any other uh, there was fun a t- facts? There's a TV show pilot made of, of this. Oh, it, it bombed horribly. Did you know who was in it? No. Who was in it? Joey Lawrence. Whoa. Remember Joey Lawrence? Yes, of course. Okay. I did. Blossom. And, Whoa. Yeah. And Brian Austin Green. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. I want to see it. Could have been good. Fun. That's very exciting. Yeah. Oh, and also when they were driving in the alley with the uh, carjacker, that was the same alley that was used in The Fly and Police Academy. Oh. All right? Which Police Academy? All of them? Uh, the first one. Okay. Well, they are, there's always an alley because the Blue Oyster Bar is always discovered in an alley. So yeah, that's know. true. Yeah. Uh, Maya, who plays Sarah... Uh, because the film was shot in Canada and they had some pretty strict rules about child labor, she had to have a stunt double that would do like start working at midnight. <laughs> I don't even call it a stunt double, but I guess like her accent was so thick and Canadian that you can like tell. <laughs> so that's that's pretty wild to me as well. Oh, and also Anthony Rapp had to dye his hair uh, for this movie to red because he was blonde because they thought he was going to look too much like Anthony Michael Hall. So Coogan and Rapp actually in the audition process swapped. They originally were set up for the opposite roles, and then they got through the process and actually swapped to the roles they were at. It worked perfectly. Rap's, oh, they were great at Rap's career is basically playing this kid. Easy now. We got to wait until we get to the- That was all I said. I'm just kidding. Uh, what's the deal? What's the deal? You see, Jerry Seinfeld is now the spokesperson for streetwear. No, that's hilarious it's to me. It's really though. terrible. I have no other facts on this film. What was the box office take? I'm sure you have that. It was 30... 30- 4.3 million. Okay. Yeah. Took you a while. Yeah. Toronto apparently is so clean uh, that they had trouble shooting it <laughs> yeah. as downtown Chicago. Yeah, so. they kept picking up the trash. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think we're ready to jump into the recasting. Let's do it. Max, since I've been so understanding and good about letting you pick topics, including this one, despite my- You want to sh- go first? No. You're going to go first on every single one of these. Okay. Because Why? I have because I think I have anxiety about all my answers and I want to see if you picked any of mine. Okay, weird. I know. <laughs> Switching things up. Yeah. The first character we're gonna cover is Pruitt, who is played by John Ford Noonan. 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 Yeah. Pruitt is a wonderful character. He <laughs> is insane. a hooked hand bearded bearded truck driver slash tow truck slash operator. Potential murder. For sure murder. He tried to murder the guy who is having an affair with his wife. Yep. That's a crime of passion. Who can really blame him? I understand. But he seemed to know like he was ready for- Oh, he had a gun in his glove box. But he was ready to be cheated on like pretty quickly. Like, well, it's funny because the, the we'll talk about this, but the, when he gets that phone call, the voice is Dawson. It's Dawson who's calling him and saying yeah. that car's still in front of your house. So they get a flat tire. This pickup truck pulls up behind them. They were just telling a ghost story in the car about one handed one one, hook yeah. that was scraping someone's face. So Pruitt pulls over. He ends up being a super nice guy who's also a sociopath. Yeah. Do you know he also wrote two episodes of St. Elsewhere? No, but that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? That. That is. <laughs> Max Pruitt, who do you got? Okay, God. So there's one that's more physical and there's one that's more like he nails the character. Um, I'm going to go Joe Pesci. Who played Nicky Cerrone in Easy Money? Oh wow, Pesci. He, yeah, Pesci would be good because you just think he's got all the menacing and also charm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it doesn't matter if he's little. It's like he's, no, he. I agree with you. He like when when you're watching Casino, his like, size yeah. means nothing to you, yeah. right? Funny how, like a clown. <laughs> Do I amuse you? Did you go get your shine box? <laughs> Don't ever tell me to get my shine box. Uh, how excited are you to talk about Casino one oh, day? Oh, my God. That's I mean, good, well, Goodfellas for the most oh, part. Goodfellas, yeah. yeah. Goodfellas is better. I like Pesci. I think Pesci's a good pick. Yeah. What was your other one? Uh, uh, don't say it. It might be mine. It's not. All right. Nick Cage from Moonstruck. Nick Ronnie, Cage? Because he's got one hand. Ronnie Cameroni. I know, but... Uh, and he's passionate and weird. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's why Pesci's better. Yeah, Pesci's good. I yeah. like Pesci. Okay. Uh, I went with Donald Gibb, Ogre, Revenge of the Nerds 2. <laughs> It, yeah, that works, actually. I want you to think yeah. that. I went Revenge of the Nerds 2 because you get a little bit of the redemption story because he gets left on the island as well and he makes his way back. And you, No, I, I like it. And it's physically, like, the physicality of it. Like I could have also done, by the way, uh, I could have done Donald Gibb from Bloodsport, which might have been even more. No, but you want the like- Jackson. Yeah, but Ray Jackson. But I think I've used him a bunch of times. No, but you want someone more hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of funny that he's trying to- Nerds! And shoot guns at windows and stuff. All right. Yeah. Any really others? 
Uh, no, that me was neither. Yeah. I obviously have none. <laughs> Max, that's the first one. Uh, let's move on to Graydon, who's played by Ron Canada. He is the the bad guy we talked about. That was hanging outside the window. Older African American guy. Ultimate that guy. You're little, just like I've seen this guy in everything. A little bit heavier. Uh, do you know what he was in? He's Randolph in Wedding Crashers. Yes, he's the butler in <laughs> yeah. Wedding Crashers. Oh my God, I'm so glad you knew that. He's, he's on, also the cop in Home Alone too. Oh my God, I didn't know that one. Yeah, he, yeah. he's been in 152 movies. He he's a total. You know, it's funny, right? You see his face, and even older in Wedding Crashers. When yeah. I went and watched the clip, I was like, "Oh my god, it's totally." He's got a him. great eye roll to him. He's he always does. like, he always looks annoyed. Small, small role, but I think important. We yeah. both enjoyed him, so we picked him to recast. He's him. the judge in Ted too. Oh, and also man. he's the bartender in Arthur too. Oh, yeah. You do your research, and he's in Doogie Howser and right, House of Cards. Now okay. you're just reading things. You okay, watch that. Uh, I love my pick for this. I'll go first on this one. Okay. How about instead of making you go first every time, I will just arbitrarily good because this, this is one. my wild card. Oh, I like wild cards. Wild card. You're going to like mine. Bill Duke as Cook from Commando. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's evil. He's all evil. Right. Yeah, there's nothing redeeming about him. I like it. I thought Ron Canada, like, I love him, but I wanted someone a little bit more physically intimidating, chasing them physically through the streets. Every time I hear his name, you know what it makes me think of? What? Ron Mexico. <laughs> Remember? Is that the Michael Vick's alias? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was Michael Vick? Was it Michael Vick? Really? Yeah, okay. wasn't it? I thought it was Michael Vick's alias. Well, I want to Google that to see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> yes, it was. The pseudonym of former Atlanta Falcons quarterback. <laughs> I didn't realize this. It was Ron Mexico. <laughs> what would be your fake name? Ron Mexico. <laughs> That's the best. Larry Florida. Oh, good old Ron. Um, who would you pick? Just stop. Just stop, for God's sake. Uh, I went with Cook because... Um, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me with the mic. What does he say? What does he say? Something like I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick this green berries, whatever. And I eat green berries for breakfast. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Schwarzenegger yeah. says that, and I'm very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna rip my, jam my fist down your throat and rip out your spine. I hope you left some room. That's no, the spine running man. Room. That's the running man. <laughs> <laughs> the Mike Vick thing derailed us really badly. I didn't get to remember what we're talking about. I just saw a picture of Mike Vick in a sombrero with a with fake mustache. mustache. I got the same picture when I Google it. All right, hold on I had to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> Not Ron Mexico. Yeah. Cook's like, you scared something or other? <laughs> I can't say it because this Green Beret is going to kick your you know what. <laughs> he goes, I eat Green Berets for breakfast and right now I'm very hungry. Yeah, it's and that's great. when Ray Dong Chan's like, what is all this macho stuff? Oh my yeah. God. It's yeah, good. Cook would be great. That's yeah. my pick is Cook. Cook. Where's Cook? So my pick, it's a little bit different. <laughs> is it Ron Mexico? No, no. I want, like I said, someone's chasing him through the streets of Chicago. I thought the second in command should be someone a little younger, a little bit more intimidating physically. I went Julius Carey playing Show Nuff in Last Dragon. <laughs> It's so weird. I mean, this movie's insane. Anyways, you got this a one. Is, I, this is I, whatever. How about you, you got a one-handed uh, mechanic shooting yeah. him. You got a mechan- uh, another mechanic who looks like Thor. Yeah. You got. Where's the Playboy magazine? Show enough. Yeah. I think it would be good. I mean, this is a yeah. cr- cr- crap pick. You're good for at least one bad pick an episode. This is your crap pick. What, what else you got? Uh, Louis Gossett Jr., an officer and a gentleman. Much better. Yeah. Sergeant Emma Foley. Yeah. Well, you, you and your weird wild cards. I don't know. He's tall too. He's six five. I don't know. What's the deal? What's going on? All right, you're going first on this one, Max. The next character is the heel. What's his license plate say? So cool. So cool. Do you know that's actually Bradley Whitford's real car and real license plate? Oh, really? Plate? Yeah. A red Camaro? Yeah. That's what, no, and the so cool was his. Oh, that's incredible. I did yeah. not know that. He's got such a punchable face. Bradley Whitford is... So first of all, if you don't know who he is, you just have to see his face and you'll know immediately, like immediately who he is. Right? It's like rat face prep boy. Right. Search, search that online and you probably pop up. Right. Pop up. So he's in Adventures in Babysitting. He's the Stan Gable of uh, Revenge of the Nerds 2. He plays Roger. Yep. He's in Young Guns. He's in Awakenings. He's in Sense of a Woman. Remember, yeah. he's the brother at yeah, the dining he's really, table. He's, he's really great good. At that. At yeah. yeah. Um, Billy he's, Madison. You nailed it. Yeah. That was the one that I was going <laughs> to tell you about. I mean, his my Just nobla. <laughs> In the mind to sleep no more. Oh, he's so good in that. Well, also Josh Lyman in West Wing is West Wing is what he's known best for. And you know what always confused me about him? Uh you know Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah. The mom from Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. It's his wife. Oh, really? In and, real life. Yeah. So whenever they took pictures together, it looks like he's with his mom. 
Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he. It's interesting. And he didn't get out. He was very nervous. He went to his agent uh, after maybe after this movie or maybe after Revenge of the Nerds, but early in his career. He's like, am I going to be pigeon typed or pigeon pigeon typed pigeon hold? When a pigeon types, he's <laughs> like squawk squawk. <laughs> hey, put enough pigeons in a room, they'll write Shakespeare. And that's monkeys. Monkeys, Max, not pigeons. Pigeons don't have opposable thumbs. They can't write. They can slam on the keyboard. <laughs> if I put enough Maxes in a room, will we get the quote right? No. No. Uh, anyways, um, he... He was nervous. He was nervous that he was going to get typecasted as a bad guy, a bully, a jerk. And, and he did. And his, and, his, <laughs> and his agent was like... Look at your face. He's like, you're not even famous enough to get typecasted, <laughs> so don't worry about it. But uh, no, I mean, he's West Wing saved him from that. But whatever, work is work. He was getting paid. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's good. I would like to have his career. Of course you would. Yeah. Goals. Well, Goals. Because you look smug and all that, too. He does. Yeah. What do you got, Max? Who do you have for the the awful boyfriend with the so cool license plate who's oh, man. a you're total just, jerk? You're just lying this up for me. Yeah. Uh, Tom Wilson, Biff Tannen, Back to the Future. That's really good. Yeah. God, it's really good because you gotta have that punchable face, and like he can turn, he can be semi charming for a second, but you know there's something behind it. There's know? only one answer for this. It's James Spader from Pretty in Pink. Hundred percent. You know that's my pick. We've I use him all the time, <laughs> but like, tell me that he's not, he's not perfect. I I would have actually. I, I there's another movie I would have used. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but when you when I get to my other pick, you'll know why because we yeah. can't use the same movie twice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going with James Spader, Pretty in Pink. Uh, not Blaine. What's his name? Uh, Steph. Steph. Yeah, yeah. Blaine. Yeah. Wait, we can't use the same movie twice. No, you oh. know that. Uh-oh. Every single episode, Max. Oh no. Every single episode. You take. Uh, you took a big one from me. No, you can use one of my movies twice. You can't do it yourself twice. Got it. Cool. I'm Don't. going to put a highlight reel together of this conversation that happens every recasting episode. You misread things all the time. Misread? What, 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 what the pigeons are writing? The Would You Rather with uh, Arnold and Stallone. Or, yeah, and you were like, oh, no, it's someone like them reading a guide. It's No, it's actually like it was them. It was them. I want you to listen to what you just said because I knew what you were talking about, but yeah. nobody else would have. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Sometimes you, I object. I'm, I'm outraged. Sometimes we don't hold your hand on the show. Sometimes you just got to follow the flow of conversation. Oh, when you got that flow. <laughs> All right. On to my favorite character. Your favorite character is Dawson. Yeah. Dawson's great. So Dawson is played by Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, a.k.a. Private Pile. Yeah. And Private Pile, Full Metal Jacket and Adventures in Babysitting both came out in 87. Yeah. I don't know which one came out first. No, this one came out first. He gained 70 pounds to become Private, Private Pile. Private Pile, okay. Yeah. That, which is incredible. Yeah. So he plays- High uh, Joker. He, play, <laughs> he plays Dawson, who is the mechanic who fixes the tire on he's their car. He's a handsome man. And also, he's Thor. Yeah. And he looks great. I mean, he's in great shape. You almost don't recognize him. His career is he's, also incredible. He's one of my favorite actors. JFK- yep. Men in Black, yeah. The, oh, uh, my God. sugar. You know. <laughs> I need sugar. Yeah, The Cell. This he was. The Cell is a highly underrated movie. How can you watch The Cell and not be terrified? Uh, well, Hellraiser is not fundamentally any scarier than The Cell. Oh, interesting. Which, by the way, I gotta watch soon. October's coming, buddy. I know. Scarefest. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Did you ever watch Law and Order? Because Crim- yes. Criminal Intent. He was great. Goran's amazing. Oh, he's great. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Vincent. Yeah. Vincent. D'Onofrio. Yeah, whatever. Hmm. Uh, this is one of your favorites, you said. Yeah. All right. Who do you got? I'm going Hulk Hogan, playing Rip and No Holds Barred. <laughs> That's a really good one. <laughs> Jesus. Woo! It, uh, it comes off right, my, doesn't you know, it? You know yeah, what? Yeah. Mine's actually on par with yours, so I can't even give you crap about it. What is it, Zeus? No. <laughs> no Holds Barred? It's not No Holds Barred. Don't worry. Don't worry. That movie's safe. I have nothing from No Holds Barred. Uh, Hogan. So you didn't want to go Hogan from Rocky Three. Uh, no, I wanted a little, because he has a little bit of humanity at the end when she gives him the cap, remember? Yeah. And he lets the $5 go. Sure. So Rip's actually a good guy. Yeah. 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 So you need both sides of him. Even though it's one scene, it's really memorable. I know. Yeah. I know. And he just he seemed gigantic. He is gigantic. Well, because he, he is gigantic. Yeah. Well, Vincent D'Onofrio is like 6'5". Is he? Yeah. I did not know that. Big dude. He's a big guy. Big, big dude. But the darkness knows no size, Max. <laughs> I think it does. Jack, I'm surprised you can guess what mine was. Dolph Lundgren, He-Man, Masters of the Universe. That was my backup. <laughs> that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's my favorite it's one. It's really good. Uh, yeah. No, Dolph would be perfect. Yeah. I've used Dolph a lot on our recastings. So I haven't used He-Man. I've used yeah. Dolph from Rocky Four. Yeah, a lot. the He-Man one works too. Yeah. The the whole the whole thing. I'd rather have Universal Soldier Dolph. Oh Jesus. We don't is that an <laughs> that's nineties. That's nineties. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was just that's not eighties. I watched it for the first time. He's actually a really good insane actor. Oh, dude. Well, you get him with Van Damme. You're ready to rock and roll. I can't hear you. <laughs> it's like, oh my 
<laughs> I love the eating scene. Yeah. I love a good like over the top eating scene <laughs> where like nobody understands how they can eat that much. It's great. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. This movie, when you watch Adventures in Babysitting, there's a lot of really good human moments. Yeah. But the one that really gets me the most is when she gives Vincent the helmet. Dawson the yeah. helmet. Yeah. I get teary eyed when I watch that. Yeah. Call me silly. I'll yeah. take it. You're not wearing your helmet. That's why you're acting. Yeah. Weird. Oh, so cute. Her so acting cute. out of control. She's great. Yeah. She's great in this. Oscar. She's great. Give her, give her an Oscar. Before we give her an Oscar, I think now is a great time to take a break and hear some information from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at weardolby.com. I don't know if you noticed this when you rewatched before we recast. It's like the Home Alone house? Yeah, the, all the houses, like three car, yeah. you know, detached garage. It's beautiful. They're gorgeous yeah. houses. I mean, it feels to me like Dolby Real Estate was all over this. Absolutely. Dolby Real Estate not only is going to find you the right home, but if you need to sell your home because you need to get out of town because you've started a blues band in the inner city of Chicago, then you can get out too. Either way, they're the right people to go to when you're dealing with any type of home transaction. Simon and his team have the right people, the right agents, the right marketers, the right legal. So reach out to them right away. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to take care of you. Even if you don't tell them that we sent you, they'll take care of you. But you should tell them because it's good for us. $400 million in sales in 2021, 1,000 homes sold. There is no one better out there. Head on over to Dolby Real Estate and get into your brand new home or sell your current one for the best possible margin. All right, Max, we're about halfway through. We got some more kind of secondary characters, then we get into the real thick of it. Yeah, we got the frat dude Dan. <clears throat> frat dude Dan, which- With a Jeep. Has no problem, not that I should be critical of this, but he's at a frat party and identifies that the girl is in high school, and, he, and he's like, all right, let's rock. You're 17. <laughs> he's got to be, I mean, he has to be 21 because he's drinking beer, we don't drink beer unless we're 21. He, he is at a frat party. Gambling though. is illegal at Bushwood. <laughs> it's a Kappa party, is that what he says? Don't they, they name the frat. Something like that. Something absurd but he's at a frat party so you think he'd be like 19 or 20 i love the portrayal of house parties and frat parties in the 80s but it, wait, it, it led specifically to how disappointed i was <laughs> with my college experience because there's always some like amazing band playing this band was not amazing they were like max, mid 40s max, wedding crash here hold band. on hold on for a frat party in college at someone's house how many bands were you seeing uh one at a house. Yeah. A re- small house. Remember our friend Cox was dating that girl, Julie Meyer? Yes. Yeah. She used to perform at uh, different frat parties. We saw her a few times. Okay. Well, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> I, I was never. I'm outraged. <laughs> You're going to go home and take a cold shower. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with her on Facebook. I'm going to confirm this as soon as we're done with this episode. Yeah. She used to wear lace hand gloves. All right. Sounds about right. Yeah. You would remember that. Yeah. Max, uh, I'm happy to go first on this one. I love my pick on this one. Do it. I, uh, let's play well, by let's jo- talk about play by George Newbern, who is Brian McKenzie, the soon-to-be son-in-law of Steve Martin and father of the bride. I need to see it still. Oh, I know it's it's heartbreaking. It is it's, it's not a bad way. It's a beautiful movie. I mean, I don't you know. See your future. I don't know if you'll appreciate it, yeah. but you might. <laughs> yeah, you might. Um, so yeah, I, he didn't do a whole lot outside of that. No, he's, um, he's, but that's he's okay. A face. Nothing wrong with that. He's not a great he's a, actor. He's a pretty in this movie. face. He's great in this movie. You think he's great so? because he plays the good guy well. Yeah, he's maybe laying it on a little thick. Like yeah. I don't know, that'd be giving away money. I and, mean, yeah, if you see Elizabeth Shue come to your party, I you, know, you know what I would yeah. do. By the way, the play- I'd cut my ear off like Van Gogh and be like, "Let's, <laughs> what do you, where do you want to go?" Is the Playboy her actually? I think so. Well, so there's a story to that. Oh, so the one of the subplots of this movie, if, again, if you haven't seen it, is that when Daryl comes over at the beginning of the movie, he has a Playboy magazine. Yep, and he's like, "You got to see this. The woman in the Playboy looks exactly like Chris." Yep. So obviously, 17 year old Chris Parker is not who did this, but there is someone who looks just like her in Playboy. They go to the frat, and these frat guys think it's her. There's a billboard at one point that looks like her. Yep. It was Elizabeth Shue so. who took the pictures, yeah. and it's, she said it was one of the toughest things she ever did. She's very conservative is not the right word, but she's very image conscious. Mm. And she, when she was interviewed, she repeatedly was like, "I had all my clothes on when I took these pictures." Like it made her super uncomfortable to have to do that. Yeah, interesting. Is it interesting? I feel like you don't think it's interesting. You should get that Playboy. I yeah, <laughs> sign me up. I mean, she's not she's not nude in it. I know. But I still would like it yeah. with her signing it. You're right. And you should get all the codes. Then. I should get a, like a lock of her hair. <laughs> That's not weird at all. All the codes, Jesus. You mean for the Philly, the big Philly? Uh, was it Philadelphia plans? I think that's where it was for the. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Philly. Either. All right, it's bad radio. Yeah, it's great radio. <laughs> Back to Dan, Max. I think that was our worst thirty seconds in the history of this spot. Really bad. Probably edited it out. That's fine. 
I've got my old standby, good old Eric Stoltz as Keith Nelson from Some Kind of Wonderful. It's so boring. <laughs> it's not boring. He's perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. He's just super nice, sweet, handsome dude who's there. I mean, do you, do you think about these episodes at all, or you're just like, time for some Stoltz? Sorry, well, no, because you're like, oh, give me Pee Wee Herman from Big Top Pee Wee, and I don't have the same you know appetite that you do. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Paul Rubin. <laughs> 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 No, I mean, if you want Dreamboat, you go Johnny Depp, Glenn Latz, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, but he's got too much edge to him. This guy's got no edge to him. He's dull. I guess so. You just went for handsome. Well, no, that was my backup. Uh, I just wanted to argue against you for uniqueness. Okay. But Timothy Hutton, who played Cadet Brian Moreland in Taps. Okay, I like that. Yeah. You could have gone Tom Cruise from Taps. I would have liked that, too. <laughs> oh, my God, no. I love Tom Cruise from Taps. shoot everybody. <laughs> Sergeant Spring, is that him? Uh, yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that. All right, not bad. None yeah. of these picks were bad. Any others? No. Here's my my banger pick is coming up. Joe uh, Gipp. Gip. So Joe Gipp played the car hijacker. So when they got... Uh, no, the, sh- the name of the character is Joe Gipp. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Calvin Levels, who plays the role of Joe Gipp. Was also the inspiration for the Avicii song, Levels. Shut up. No. All right. Well, that's your world. I don't know anything about that. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool. So anyways, Joe Gipp played the role of this carjacker. So when the- Nope. Joe Gipp's the name of the character. (laughs) So Brenda. (laughs) It's not what we're doing. I'm outraged. (laughs) Calvin Levels plays Joe Gipp. He does. Calvin Levels in this movie plays- a carjacker. Named Joe Gipp. Named Joe Gipp, if you didn't know that already. What's his name? Joe Gipp. <laughs> okay. When they are being shot at by Pruitt because he's shooting at the guy who's having an affair with his wife, yep. they jump into a red Cadillac and they try to get away. This is the owner of the red Cadillac is the guy who's having the affair with the mustache. And all of a sudden, the doors all lock and they look over and Joe Gipp playing Calvin Levels. Nope. Other way, Calvin <laughs> Levels playing Joe Gibb. Why did you say that? I don't know why this is such a problem for me. You don't deserve. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. Just say Joe. It's Joe is in the car. Joe is in the car, and he's stealing it. He's stealing it. So he takes them again. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me in hindsight. He's trying to keep them safe, so he takes them to the chop shop. <laughs> but he's got a fun role in this. He's a nice kid. I like him. Underrated. I, I feel like he should have had a better career. He didn't, didn't really, have much of anything. He was the head of Jamal and eight heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> I've got a good one for this. What? Eddie Murphy, Axel Foley, Beverly Hills Cop. Is that too much firepower? Way too much. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. I like the... I, of and, course and remember, I want Eddie Murphy in this and, role. No, I also remember, too, in Beverly Hills Cop, he's so young. Yeah. Like, he's, he's got that, like, almost juvenile look to him. I even, considered, yeah. I even considered 48 Hours. Yeah. That's the right one, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you, you know what? 48 Hours. Yeah. yeah. You gotta keep him younger. You're right. Yeah. 48 Hours. It's great. If I could get Eddie Murphy, absolutely. Yeah, of course. We You're can not getting... Okay, fine. If we, if all you have to do is tell him Elizabeth Shoes in it. He's good to go. I don't know. Everybody has a shoe fetish, man. That's true. Everyone. I went for more like kind of a like character actor. I want John Carlo Esposito, who played uh, Bugging Out in uh, Do the Right Thing. Okay. And, and also, he's the uh, he's with Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. He's yeah. in jail. Yeah. You know what that is, right? Cold of Blood Technique. Yeah. Do you know who he is, though, in later in life? Gus, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you, uh, are you all up to, caught up on Breaking Bad or on Better Call Saul? Yeah. Are you watching it now? I'm done. I've watched all of it. What do you think? Amazing. It's great. I Amazing. cried. You would cry? I cried. The wine scene got me. The last scene where he accepts all of the, oh, I don't want to spoil alert anyone. Jeez, I better be quiet. <laughs> he gets some ice cream. <laughs> he wants that ice cream. Yeah. Max. Who are we on to now? Brenda. Brenda. The Pe- worst friend of all time. Penelope Ann Miller, who I don't know if you remember her from this, but I totally remember her from 88's Biloxi Blues. She was uh, Matthew Broderick's girlfriend. Oh, no way. Yeah, after he had lost his virginity sure. at the woman house of the woman or whatever. Yeah, house the of point, Women. House of Women. The new Game of Thrones. He goes, to like, he goes to like a little fancy dance and he meets her there, but she's got some other great roles as well. She's Winnie and Pee-wee's The Big awful Top. girlfriend. Yeah. And Pee-wee's uh, and makes the exile sandwiches oh excellent i can't do peewee herman right now or whatever um and then i love this movie it's a 90s movie no uh she's great in that too but the freshman again up with matthew broderick and marlon brando yeah yeah yeah. she plays marlon brando's daughter oh yeah yep and then yes of course kindergarten cop yeah the love interest of arnold (laughs) it's not a tumor i hope you left some room in your stomach she's great in this movie though like to amp things up and to make her feel so to make the stakes feel right 
she has to be so panicked and so freaked out. Yeah, the things, they, the things they do to her are pretty insane. The guy's just flashing his gun and like she's getting her glasses stolen. The whole hot dog this scene. This is my house. The whole hot dog scene was yeah. an add-in. Oh, really? And Columbus, your check. And, and Columbus was like, this is so lame. Like, I'm not going to do this. And he, and the even just like, no money, no weenie. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not slipping you a weenie unless you have money or something. Or wiener, whatever the, the, the script is. And Columbus thought it was like so absurd, but he shot it. And they're yeah. like, yeah, we want to keep it in. He's like, this is un- unreal. I'm outraged. All right, who'd you have? Uh, you're going first on this one, my friend. So this was an easy one for me. Uh, Joan Cusack. Combo. From, what, from where? From so where? combo of the geek girl from No, there's no Candles. combo. Pick one. Uh, you don't get the combo. Then 16 Candles, the geek girl. So I thought about that too, but she's never stressed out or like freaking out. Well, she's just a the from Say Anything. That I could I could deal with. Yeah. That one was, and she looks like her. So that was mine. Yeah. I don't have a backup. Oh, that's why you're upset. I went with her because you can't I was hoping you would pick 16 candles. Yeah. Um but her from say anything because she's anxious and she's kind of like foul mooded yeah. until her brother gives her that amazing speech about, you know, I'm sorry that the world's been no, mean to whatever you. the husband's name was, Tim or whatever. Yeah. It's like I'm sorry that T I M left you like cuz it was in front of the yeah, kid. Yeah, remember, the whole yeah. scene was great. Uh what about Kim Walker from Heathers? Oh, that would be good. She's the main one. She's the Yeah, I know she is. She's yeah. a little yeah, that, that could work. Yeah, I thought that was good. All right. Yeah. Joan Cusack is the right. Cusack? Cusack. Cusack. Joe Gibb. Calvin Gip, level. The Gipper. <laughs> All right, moving on to Daryl. Max, we're down to our last four. Yeah, final four. The final four. This is, this is the group. This is what makes the movie. Daryl's played by Anthony Rapp. Tons of great movies in the 90s. 92 School Ties, 93 Dazed and Confused. Uh, here's a great one that I bet you didn't remember. Road Trip. No, of course. Oh, you didn't Jacob. remember that? Yeah, Jacob the Psycho. That's, who, yeah. that's his best role. Ever. When he's, oh, like, he's, so when good he's like blowing on his glasses. I'm so glad like, you remembered that. Dude, Twister. And oh, a, yeah. And A Beautiful Mind yeah. and Days and Confused. Yeah, I said Days and Confused. Yeah. Well, are was, you confused about that? I was or, or are you days? Ha ha. Zowie. You're going first. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I think this is the best played role. Like, this was my hardest to pick. I love that they swapped him. Like I said at the beginning, yeah. the original. He was perfect he's so as Daryl. And, and he's, he plays the, the wise rambunctious, yeah. wisecracking best friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went Billy Jane. Do you know who that is? Nope. I know who Billy Zane is. <laughs> cool dude. Billy uh, Zane from Back to the Future? No. <laughs> who played Buddy Griffith, uh, the younger brother and just one of the guys. Oh, yeah. Remember he's like showing the crotch yeah, stuff? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, because he's just kind of annoying. My pick is very similar to that, but I, I went, I went, I have a strategy on mine, but okay. that's a good pick. That's a solid pick. Thank you. It's a very, very solid pick. I went Corey Feldman, Mouth, The Goonies. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. That's obvious. Yeah. He's mouth. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, shoot, he'd be perfect. I didn't think of that for some reason. That's okay. Yeah, I still love you. Darn it, uh, Max. Are you ready to go to our last three? Yes. Okay. We've got Sarah Anderson played by Maya Bruton. So she was obviously in Adventures of Babysitting, but here's something you probably didn't know she was in. She was in Back to the Future. She was Marty McFly's aunt. Marty McFly wakes up and his mom is hitting on him, and they go downstairs and they have dinner. Uh, and he meets basically all of his future aunts and uncles. The little girl that's sitting next to the kid from the Wonder Years, mm. that's her. That's, oh, that's Mia or yeah. Maya, whatever you want to say. Uh, what else is she in? I think that's all I've got. Not really. Small stuff other than that. Yeah. So was she the best under 10-year-old actress of the 80s? No. Who? What's her face from uh, The NeverEnding Story? The childlike empress. She had like one scene. and was... She was incredible. What? Way better. No. That's not who I picked, but she was way better. No, that's wrong. And the girl from My Girl? That's in the 90s. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Keep your bees away from me. Sorry. Sorry. Well, my who I have, I feel very strong about too. Okay. So I'll go first. Give me Maisie Russell as Gabby Hoffman from Uncle Buck. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Really good. Yeah. They look alike. She's too. a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, look. Okay. Maybe she's not look, as good as I thought. They're little footballs. Yeah. <laughs> Laces out. <laughs> I'm looking for Ray Finkel. <laughs> And a clean pair of shorts. Einhorn's a man. <laughs> Finkel's Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Alrighty then. Um, I went Jenny Lewis. What's the matter, saddlebags? <laughs> Why? So you can beat them, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who'd you go? Do not go in there. Um, Jenny Lewis, who played Haley in The Wizard. Oh. Yeah. The Wiz or The Wizard? The Wizard. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I like talking about The Wiz. <laughs> ease on down, ease on down the road. <laughs> no, not that. Yeah, The Wiz. Wiz on you. That's Barry Gordy's greatest work next to. Uh, <laughs> did, did, Barry, did Barry Gordy do the Wiz? I don't know. He had to have had his hand in the Probably. Wiz. Probably. Because it was Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. He had his hand in the Cheese Wiz. Big guy. That's not nice. Was he fat? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, I don't know what Barry Gordy looks like. He's no like. Marlon Brando. 
Say that right now. <laughs> you know he wanted to play. Uh, hey, Marlon, you put down to- the sandwich. I got that sound you've been looking for. <laughs> he wanted to play uh, Jarrell like a bagel. That's yeah. how he, he yeah, pitched it. Yeah, I remember. It. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget that. All right, Max, also, moving on. Also, Shannon Dordery. Yeah, Shannon oh, Dordery. Dordery. Yeah. Dordery. Dordery. <laughs> Dordery. 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 Maggie. Brenda, 902 and I. Girls got who it. just want yeah, to have fun. Yeah, I got you. Girls fun. All right, girl fun. Max. We're down to the final two. Keith Coogan. We got Brad Anderson, the older brother of uh, Sarah Anderson, Keith Coogan. He was a young Todd in The Fox and the Hound. Toy Soldiers, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I mean- I didn't know he was young Todd. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, get, I do all the research around here. Don't no, worry about I, it. Don't. Toy Soldiers is a great movie, by the I way. I just too. I just finished it. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, good. Sean Austin's hair, Aston's hair is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's really violent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very violent. Who you got, Max? I'm really proud of this one. I went Jared Rushton. Anybody? Rushton? Bueller? No. He uh, played Billy in Big. Oh. Yeah. Right? All right. Because he seems like he's just coming into the fact that he has testosterone and like likes girls. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like he's into her. I like it. Yeah, right? I like it. I was very proud of that one. So I got a little something for you. Okay. I told you earlier that I picked Corey Feldman with a plan, and my plan is to make... Adventures in babysitting, a Ham Feldman vehicle. Give me Corey Haim from the movie Lucas playing Lucas. Oh, you picked the wrong Haim. Nope. It's License to Drive. I'll tell you why it can't be License to Drive. He's obsessed with a beautiful. He's obsessed with a beautiful girl. But in this movie, to play it the right way, even though in License to Drive he's obsessed with a beautiful girl, Porsche, no, Ferrari, what's her name? Mercedes. Mercedes. Why do I always forget that? Chevrolet. He's still. He's almost like too cocksure, too bodacious if you will i don't think so he is dude he drives that car without a license so, no no there has to be like a 10 percent chance when like he's flirting with her with when keith coogan's flirting in this i movie. never felt any possible chance that it was going to happen i thought like there was a 10 percent. that's chance. exactly why i didn't go with uh license to drive is because there is no romance that's the whole beauty of this is that it's the unrequainted love it's it's not is that the right word and unrequited 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 you heathen i can't speak good <laughs> it's un Loved back love. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I like to call marriage. It's no, but I mean that's the whole point, right? It's she's not gonna go for him. It's not gonna happen, and that's why Lucas is perfect. No, but he's so small in Lucas. I know. It's, it's like no, but Keith Coogan in this movie is taller than Elizabeth Shue. I know. Yeah, I want a little physicality. Uh, he's got like a Letterman's jacket, nah, <laughs> but he doesn't like he doesn't punch anyone. Like he threatens to beat up. Uh, so cool at the French place. He gets stabbed. Yeah. In the toe and freaks out about One it. Stitch. One stitch. She's gonna think I'm not a man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Smells her hair when they hug. Girls like more than one stitch. That's so uh, true. If you're listening out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, you got any backups? Uh, Elon Mitchell Smith, who played Wyatt Donnelly in Weird Silence. Ooh. Yeah. Si- Weird Silence. Now, is that the sequel or prequel to Weird Silence? <laughs> it's a very controversial movie because no one talks. <laughs> Max, if you were ever gonna make a movie, it would be called Weird Silence. <laughs> Great. Shut up. You shut up. Max, we're there. Okay. We're at what I call, this is my Sophie's <laughs> choice of recasting. This is, you're going first for sure. I may, I may not even give you an answer. I might, I might quit the show before I give you my answer. So Elizabeth Shue, cocktail, back to the future. Did she have the career you think she was going to? Not in the, in the, not in the early eighties. She revitalized everything in the saint. The saint to yeah. me was like her peacocking. And now she got into the boys, which was, she was so good in the boys. It's very cool. Yeah. Oh, and also, I'm a Cobra guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's good stuff. I love her so and much. By the way, Hollow Man, she's fantastic. She is great in that, too. Yeah. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue is, to me, and I don't, I don't want to go on to, you're going to have to throw a bucket of cold water on me. <laughs> the thing that's so great about her is that when you look at her face, her figure, her attitude, everything about her acting, she feels the most real to me of any lead female heartthrob character mm. like she feels like i i could have grown up with this person and she feels attainable and relatable and she's just she makes tears come to my eyes she makes me want to be a better man yeah she makes me want to leave my wife and family and <laughs> no i'm sorry i'm sorry i gotta stop saying these things no i mean she she's just as perfect and i think she's the most beautiful actress in the world interesting <laughs> i mean i it's it's funny to watch you because it's like i i get it but it's from a distance yeah and this volcano's hot. I'm trying, think, away. I'm trying to think of anything that does it for me. Maybe Cindy Crawford in the, like the early 90s. Really? I don't know. Those Diet Coke ads were pretty hot. Yeah. Diet Just Coke one look. <laughs> and, 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 uh, I like Paul Abdul. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 
Paula Abdul, really? Yeah, straight up. See, I like her now that she's like wacky. <laughs> oh, I like her now too. <laughs> yeah, but you do like her now. All right, Max, you're first. Our final recasting. Who are you going to put as Elizabeth Shue playing Chris Parker, Adventures in Babysitting? So I went controversial. Um, I went for someone I thought could do this role and kind of it was the role they should have had at some point in their career to actually make their career. This person was like a rising star and they faded. And I think this this role would have kept them. People would have realized what they are. So bear with me. I went Radong Chong, Cindy from Commando. Not crazy. Really? Good. I'm going to tell you why it's not crazy. I'll tell you, actually, I'm, I'm very impressed. This might be one of my favorite picks that you've ever All made. All right. Because it took me a while to nope, get here. You know, I struggled so much with this. Yeah. And I like your answer more than mine. And I like it for two reasons. The first is Radong Chong has this stunning natural beauty yep. and it's a combination um she's biracial yep and i think that like in my opinion it's like the melting pot of genetics the the more you got in there the more beautiful you are and yeah. she's got this incredible like skin tone and hair she's very pretty i sound like a serial killer <laughs> i'm gonna wear, I'm like, gonna wear a like a suit <laughs> she's 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 beautiful additionally that she rolls with the punches yep of this ridiculous scenario where she's kidnapped by a green beret to, no. save, to save jenny <laughs> And that she she hangs. Yeah. She's a stewardess yeah. who does flying on the weekend and practices. And that she hangs with the whole thing is almost the same thing that Elizabeth Shue does, who is this 17-year-old senior in high school who all of a sudden, from the suburbs, who all of a sudden is downtown dealing with murder, jazz, like you name yeah. it, she's in it. I, this is an outstanding pick. All right. I tap tip of the hat. This Sweet. is a great pick. Thank you. You know what would be the worst pick? Uh, <laughs> that main I haven't even seen it, but I just think it would be funny. <laughs> What would be the worst pick? <laughs> the main uh, twist girl from uh, Sleepaway Camp. She's <laughs> next. So weird. And the twist at the end. You're not going to like my pick. Okay. But there's a reason you're not going to like it, because you hate this particular actress in this particular role. <laughs> Is it Rocky's wife? No. <laughs> Adrian. Talia Shore, you got it. I would never pick. Uh, you want me to? That, that's she, my. She, that, this is literally my out. Is I'm going to take like the person I hate the most now. She, she's yelling at Sarah. You can't win. Speaking of Sarah, yeah, I went Jennifer Conley as Sarah from the Labyrinth. Oh, yeah, now just it. wait. Now just wait. Just wait before you poop all over this. I, I know you think she's like a wet blanket in this movie. Here's why I picked her. There's an element of Elizabeth Shue when at the beginning of the movie. And you're getting, uh, and then she kissed, kissed me. me where she's in her room singing and she has this like almost like childlike fantasy, you know, like uh silliness to her yeah. that she's like not ashamed of. And there's this like whimsicalness to how she is. The only thing that's missing is obviously she has more edge to her than Sarah does. Sarah is a little too serious. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I'm sorry. Jennifer Conley's a little bit too serious in the labyrinth, but I want you to think if you will, if we can violate a rule, can we violate a rule? Sure. I want you to take your mind to Penny Benjamin just for a minute from Maverick. Oh, yeah. And I just want you to know that that's in there somewhere. That's okay. in, yeah, that's I love, in I her love somewhere. I Jennifer Connelly normally. I know, yeah. I know. So that was my pick. Okay. I get it. Yours I, was great. Yours yeah. was better. No, but yours is good. I, like I also kind of, in a cowardly move, I picked like one of my favorite movies to swap <laughs> with one of my favorite movies. So you can sleep at so night. So I could sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Jennifer, I love you, but. Elizabeth will always hold that. Elizabeth will always hold that place in my heart. <laughs> so if they're both there, you're going for Elizabeth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 She's she's very special to me. <laughs> so One day if we get her on the show, it's going to be an absolute melt. mess. It's going to be a mess. I don't even want to say anything. I just no, want you to sit there. You watch melt. me sweat. Max, we have concluded recasting the movie Adventures in Babysitting. Why don't you go through your list? I go through my list. We'll talk about our list. Hold on one sec. Max, who did you have playing the role of Pruitt in Adventures in Babysitting? Joe Pesci from Easy Money. And I had Donald Gibb playing Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds 2. Graydon from this movie, who did you have? I had Julius Carey playing Shonuff in The Last Dragon. I had Bill Duke as Cook from Commando. Who did you have for Mike, played by Bradley Whitford, for this movie? <laughs> Tom Wilson, who played Biff Tannen in Back to the Future. And of course, the only right answer. I had Steph from... Yeah, Pretty in Pain. <laughs> pretty in Pain. James Spader. James Spader. Uh, who did you have for Dawson? Uh... <laughs> I bet Hulk Hogan from No Holds Barred. And I had Dolph Lundgren as He-Man from Masters of the Universe. Why can't they both land? That'd be great. Who'd you have as Dan? Uh, I had Johnny Depp, who played Glenn Lance in A Nightmare on Elm Street. I had Eric Stoltz playing Keith Nelson, Some Kind of Wonderful. Who did you have as Joe Gipp? <laughs> Joe by, Gipp. By Calvin Levels. <laughs> John Carlo Esposito. 
from Do the Right Thing. I had Eddie Murphy as Axel Foley from Beverly Hills Cop. That's really good. Who did you have as Brenda? I had Joan Cusack, as did you. I, I did as well. <laughs> I had 16 Candles. And I had Say Anything. Yeah. Uh, who did you have as Daryl? I had Billy Jane, who played Buddy Griffith in Just One of the Guys. I had 50% of my Corey theory as Corey Feldman, Mouth the Goonies. That's really good. Who did you have as the little sister, Sarah Anderson? Uh, Jenny Lewis, who played Haley in The Wizard. I had Maisie Russell from Uncle Buck. Who did you have as Brad Anderson, the older brother? I had Jared Rushton, who played Billy in Big. And I had the other half of my Corey sandwich, Corey Haim, Lucas, playing Lucas. Nice. Last on the show, first in our hearts, Chris Parker, played by Elizabeth Shue. Who'd you have? Ray Dong Jong, who played Cindy in Command. tip of the hat. You nailed it. You Ooh. nailed it. And I had Jennifer Conley, Sarah from The Labyrinth, and Max. With that, let's get to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is none other than super fan of the show, Shane Templeton, a.k.a. Tuck Pendleton. <laughs> I can't say his name without thinking of inner space. I mean, his picture on Instagram is just a young Chevy Chase smiling arrogantly. Yeah, this is, yeah. we got a good fan group coming from Tennessee. Yeah. He's one of our Tennessee we fans. Visit. I, we should. Yeah. We should go everywhere. Let's yeah. do it all. Uh, Shane is a big fan of the 80s, big fan of the show. We reached out to him and asked, who would you recast? One person hit us, and let's see what Shane had to say. Hey, guys, it's Shane from Tennessee. Uh, love the show. Really uh, takes a trip back in time. Uh, when I used to work at the old school video store, uh, we used to play these movies, stream these movies in the front TV, and the movies like Summer School and Who's Harry Crumb, and all the ones that didn't have all the bad language. Uh, War Games, uh, even Ferris Bueller, some of those. We it was just great to go back in time with the with these movies. But you know, if I was going to recast someone in Adventures of Babysitting, and I had one choice, I, I would I'd have to go with the, the main character, which is obviously Elizabeth Shue's character. She was perfect for that role. But I had to think who else could pull off the line of the movie, which is don't blank with the babysitter. And a couple came to mind, but the one I landed on was one you guys went back and talk, called a one-hit wonder. And it was during that same year when they came out with Can't Bomb Me Love. And I'd have to go with Amanda Peterson. She had that same striking, just beauty, and somebody that would have a crush on her. And uh, she did that role so well. Can't Bomb Me Love is probably one of my top ten favorite 80s movies. And I'd have loved to have seen her do more big roles because I think she really had greatness uh, around her. Uh, but... Uh, and then, you know, just to throw it out there, my daughter, 11-year-old daughter, said, this is just a bonus, said she would put William Zabka as the boyfriend in Adventures of Babysitting so they could pay a little homage to a Karate Kid. But I know I'm only supposed to do one, but I had to throw that out there. But I'd go Amanda Peterson. I think that'd be a great uh, a, a great fill-in for, uh, for Elizabeth Shue. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Can't wait to listen to the next episode. Amanda Peterson is a great call. That's a really good call. Also, I wish we could give like a shout out to the fact that he has an 11 year old daughter who's like, Dad, give me Zapka. Yeah. Like, he, that's amazing. He shows her movies. I, yeah. Well, pfft, yeah. You, you think? Hey, your kids aren't doing this. No, that's what I'm saying. I feel yeah. like, well, Reese isn't 11 yet. I got a little time. She's still 10. <laughs> Getting uh, defensive. Right? No, it's a, it's a great pick. And I agree. Granted, definitely a one hit wonder, but she does have that charisma, you know, and like presence in that kindness. movie. Yeah. There's a kindness to her. Well, she, when she gets broken down, at yeah, first, yeah. not so much. No. But, but she's really good at playing like the stood up, pissed off girlfriend, which yeah. is what she had to do too. So, and chaotic situations. Tuck, great pick. <laughs> I'm calling Shane Tuck for now on. Uh, awesome pick. Please tell your daughter. Great ad as well. I love that you snuck it in. Uh, Zapka. Zapka would be... Zapka, what is Zapka not going to be good in? Nothing. Uh, like Shakespeare. Here's... No, he could do Shakespeare. Let me... Shakespeare. Let me give you a, a fun recast. Let me give you a Max question. Okay. If you had to put Zapka as a leading man, not bad guy in an 80s movie, what are you putting him in? Because um, I already know my answer. Um, Raging Bull? No. <laughs> Come on. Give me a real one. No, I mean, I don't know. He might be good in Rage Bull. No way. Um, God, I'm trying to think of a sports movie. Ricky Vaughn, Major League. No. No? No. Oh. Give me... Uh, well, why not? That seems... No. Give me Johnny. Johnny be good. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Of course. Johnny wasn't that good. He was kind of... I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, on that note, Max, we've concluded the show. And as always, a reminder, please, if you haven't already, subscribe or follow us on any platform that you're using to listen to podcasts. Check us out on social media at Buzz in the Tower. Check out our website, buzzinthetower.com. And please swing by our Patreon, Tuck Pendleton. If you want to maybe get your daughter on it, make her a co-pilot, we'll send you a pin. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Other than that, Max, I got nothing. We recasted another great movie that we love. Hopefully I didn't hurt my soon-to-be second wife, Elizabeth. 
Shoes Feelings. How do you want to wrap it up? What do you got to finish? Mo, it's so hard. So hard coming up with ends to these podcasts. That's a really good one. <laughs> All right, I'll bleep this out, but uh, I'll, I'll have to bleep this out, but I'll let you do it. Don't f- with the lords of hell. Don't f- with the babysitter. <laughs> See you next week, Goodbye. Max. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.